here. This is the end of season one. Mm-hmm. We've been going at it for, let's see, a year and what, eight months now or something like that? I can't tell time anymore. Yeah. What is it that you used to say about time? It's not real. Just a construct. It is a construct. <laughs> it's man-made. Somebody made it up um, and thought it would be a good idea if everybody else pretended it was real too. So here we are. Well, if, if we're going to go with this man-made construct, which, I mean, by any definition, everything is a construct, isn't it, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we're going to go down that road. Wow, so yeah. edgy and cool. <laughs> I just said <laughs> time isn't real. But you yeah. know what else isn't real? Uh, What's that? Not, NOS. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <real>. NOS? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fast and Furious series. Yeah. Um, well, it's if we're going by the construct of time, we've been going at this for one year and eight months, roughly. January, I, I believe January or February of, of 2020, we started this mission. Mm-hmm. And the Fast and Furious series, the whole saga, whatever you want to call it, been going on since 2001. So 20 yeah. years. 20 years. In the making. Holy shit. Yeah. 20 years, but it's only a span of like a couple of years in the timeline, which is why time, like I said, it's not <laughs> just a, a drip in the ocean. Yeah. Well, we are very philosophical this afternoon here. So let's get into it. Welcome to Franchise, presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, the podcast where each season we go through some of Hollywood's biggest movie franchises one film at a time as we try to figure out what makes a franchise good, what makes a franchise bad. And what makes a franchise work? I'm your host, Jonathan Foster, and I am here each and every week with who? Ariana Nance Putri. My daughter and the princess of time. How's it yeah. going, Ariana? Hello. Hello. I'm okay. <laughs> How are you, Jonathan? I, re- I refute princess of time. Um, if anything, I am time's number one litigator. I don't know. Yeah. Who's like, yeah, I'd be on the other side. Time was Mark Zuckerberg, and I'm his friend that he made feed a chicken to get into a finals club, whatever the the social yeah. network analogy is. Yeah. I'm the Eduardo Saverin of time. I'm suing. <laughs> You're breaking that shit down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, f- I feel like there's like a video game where there's just like someone who's doing exactly what you're doing, just trying to destroy time. Ace, what's um, his name? The, the, the Japanese lawyer game? I, I don't remember either, but it feels like something would have been in Tokyo Drift. Yeah. Guess what? I watched it yesterday. Oh. I finally did it. I finally uh-huh. rewatched it to see. And is what it still ass? Um, <laughs> or was it pretty good? Like, I think because in retrospect, like, and knowing what we've gone through in the last year plus, like, it's been a really, really fun thing to go back on it kept coming up so much throughout Mm -hmm. all these stupid episodes and i Mm -hmm. kept bringing it up how i need to rewatch it and i finally did and yeah it is still like kind of a bad fast and furious movie yeah but it's actually kind of fun in some respects it still feels very twilight though so we were pretty on the nose with that but twilight to me was incredible so (laughs) yeah i mean i forget about a lot of the uh, 
the, the like the slow motion that was being used and stuff yeah. like uh, and all like the serious the conversations wrecking. during a, a drift it's it's yeah like, oh god jesus that yeah. that was so silly i mean but that was very reminiscent of uh queenie shaw in fast nine though like you know yeah but she's having awesome. her conversation yeah. with like Dom while she's like ripping through the streets of London. Yeah, you which makes no sense Bob? because you can't yeah. drive in London like that. As we've also yeah. pointed out throughout yeah. this series, I yeah. think that's a thing. When like you you live in London and you see London in movies and people are mm. in cars in those movies, you're kind of yeah. just like, well, that's automatically stupid because why would you drive a car here? Yeah. Um, uh, well, there was a, a couple of other things I thought were really funny because they've retconned you know, Han's death numerous mm-hmm. times now. Yeah. Like, you know, in Furious 7, you know, he's he's been killed by Jason Statham. Now, mm-hmm. not once did I see anyone near that car in any of the shots they showed yep. um, before or after it blew up, except for a bunch of bystanders, which made it even weirder for the fact that the new retcon for F9, where Han somehow slips out of the car, even though they clearly show him very distressed with blood all over his face in yeah. Tokyo Drift. But he somehow slips out of the car and he's hiding over in the woods, uh, no scratch on him, you know, basically like with, uh, you know, Mr. Nobody. And there's tons of bystanders who would have definitely seen that happen. But this is me being picky over something that happened, what, 17, 18 years ago? Yeah, 17, 18 years ago in real time, but also (laughs) like maybe... Just two years ago in Fast and Furious time. Yeah, two years ago in Fast and Furious time. Mm. Um, I still love the cell phones. Um, Oh, Worldstar, love it. They're live streaming on flip phones. That's like, it it satisfies such a bizarre corner of my brain where like... Got this predicted um, periscope, but also yeah. not with the right phones. Um, but then if you think about it, it's not 2006 here, timeline-wise. Or maybe yeah. it is. I don't know how it worked. But who was who who was filming this? That's the thing that I don't really understand. They have these like really nice angles yeah. when it does show their phone. And it's just like, where are the cameras at? Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's wherever it. Bow Wow is. <laughs> Yeah, it's so strange. It looks like he's filming it, but then like they're they're responding to actions. They keep showing the people looking at the phones and they're responding to actions that are happening like exactly, way down the mountain yeah. and there's no one there. Yeah. It's so funny. Somebody has a really, really good uh, <laughs> flip phone that has like telescopic, <laughs> like a telescopic yeah. lens. Like, yeah, just like this. Nokia really fumbled the bag. Yeah. It's like the car, the car periscope from Curb. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And well, it was fun to rewatch. It really is amazing how much of a crux it is in the entire franchise, Mm. really. So I think it's actually, in some respects, one of the most important films of the entire franchise. Whether we like it or not. Yeah. Yeah. And that's crazy because there's even the line where Han calls Tokyo is Mexico and I kind of forget about that. And really? Like, yeah, yes, there is a line. Oh my god. There. Justin Lin, you maniac. Yeah. He was talking to Sean and he's just like and Sean was like, "What are you doing here?" And he was like, "Well, you know how like the old desperados, you know, cross ah. the border to Mexico, you know, to get away from the law." Well, you know, I consider Tokyo Mexico. my Mexico. Oh my god. <laughs> I can't like, believe Justin shit. Lin was like, "Let's let's come through." Yeah. Or some executive, like, let's comb through this movie. What can we pick out? Oh, okay, cool. He said this. He said this. You think people remember this? They don't need to remember it. They don't need to remember it. 
I don't remember anything Sean has ever said. So I think the fact yeah. that he said it to Sean is why nobody remembers it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I swear there was something else as well. And I can't remember what it was, but it was something I was just like, holy shit. Like, how did they like just pull that little nugget out for like something to come back later? And y'all thought <laughs> we were nitpicky. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. Clearly these executives were as well. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Ari and I are just going to quickly give you a wrap up. This is what this episode served as. You clicked on it. You know what it is. It's mm-hmm. coming out the same day as the F9 uh, review or whatever, have you will. I don't yes. really like to be called a reviewer. Uh, episode has come out. So it's a good way for us to wrap up the series. We just kind of want to figure out because as we say each and every episode, we're trying to figure out what makes a franchise good, what makes it bad, and what makes it work. So I kind of wanted to ask Ari in as mm-hmm. we have finished this series for now because we do have you know obviously future films to look forward to like we said at the end of the f9 yeah uh episode i want to know what you think the fast saga did right or did well when it comes to like a franchise like um things that you enjoy about it and it does right uh maybe compared to other franchises uh i think what they definitely, at least for me, that I enjoy the most is um, just how unabashedly, like, it's not trying too hard to please anybody else other than it's the audience that it knows it has. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's not trying to have mass appeal. And in that not trying, they do have mass appeal in the first, like, anyway. Um, they mm-hmm. also have a really good ensemble is what I think makes them work besides maybe bow wow as we've mentioned previously <laughs> um yeah. who else that um no they're all like like even even the villains that you yeah, forget it's they do a their decent job, crew isn't you know? it yeah it's a decent it's a decent crew it's a decent crop of people um and it's the ones that are like the mainstays are the ones that you remember like i think without Ludacris or Tyrese, I think they the formula wouldn't work as well. Mm-hmm. Without Han, you know, without Sung King, I don't think yeah. it would work as well. I don't think it would work without Letty mm-hmm. at all. Um, I don't think it would work without Mia. I don't think it would work without Brian. Obviously, we can't leave out Dom, but I feel like I could do Dom's <laughs> job, but let's not get into that. Um, and then for the time being, like, like Dwayne Johnson came in, served his purpose. Jason Statham came into the same thing. And then you got, you know, right now, Charlize and, and John Cena, as we've heard in the F9 episode, they're, they're doing a good job of, of fronting it and filling certain gaps as well. Like as much as there was beef and shit like that, I feel like yeah. having a good ensemble, whether or not, again, like I'm not saying they're perfect actors, you know what I mean? I'm just saying mm-hmm. that they, for for what they were given, script-wise, time-wise, everything thrown their way, I think they've done an excellent job of keeping it together despite, I think, what was expected of them, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I mean, for me, I, I agree a lot with what you said. And I think uh, another thing I like to just really hammer on about it is that like it's a series that just definitely knows what it's doing it knows what it is yeah and it's like it's just going for it. i guess like that kind of like you know uh goes hand in hand with what you're saying it like you know unabashedly just goes for it's you know what it's doing um yeah. it's not trying to reach like 
a certain audience. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, it, it knows its audience. It's not For trying sure. to like, I mean, it did a little bit, obviously, like when they transitioned from it being about cars into yeah, like heist, heist movie and, yeah, yeah. and action films. So it did like, obviously, yeah. they did try to, and they so succeeded. It's a big you box know. office numbers. Yeah. Yeah. They did succeed and they ran with it. Like they didn't like, mm. you know, oh, I think this next one should be, oh, we should do it differently. They just kept upping the ante. They kept jumping several sharks, uh, you know, on top of <laughs> each other. And yeah. And it 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 worked, you know, yeah. for the most part. I mean, you have some flops, obviously. Yeah. Fate of the Furious, specifically, Absolutely. but you know, they they got to where they needed to go, and yeah, yeah. Well, on the inverse of that, what kind of things do we think it did wrong or badly? Whatever the hell the Fate of the Furious was, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, um, I mean, you know, the beef letting actors uh kind of yeah get out of control yeah yeah i don't know it's it's a strange one maybe there was a little too much that was given to certain people like in contracts of like Mm. what they were allowed to do or what what they weren't allowed to do and blah 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 which allowed them to have like a little bit more creative control over like how they're perceived and in the end it kind of almost negatively affected especially when it just derailed that entire film and then it's created this weird a uh, veil of like just like bad feelings and bad vibes over the last yeah. couple of films, it seems. Um, even the yeah. spinoff. So uh, even if it's not in the film itself, but yeah, for sure. And there's like this bizarre irony of like for for a series of films that are you know about family, whether you like it or not. It can mm. be about cars, it can be about heists, but like the the people in it will insist that it's about family. And the fact yeah. that they let that that quote unquote family be fractured by something as fragile as ego um, is really really funny, but also really yeah. really sad because as much as it is all about Dom, you know what I mean? Like the the series is all about him and the Toretto's and his relationships with other people. It's also about these other people, you know, yeah. if given the yeah, chance. Yeah. So I think that yeah, the definitely. fact that it it. Um, or, or the whole thing of like, oh, you, these people can only take and land a certain number of punches because contractually they, they, they can they have to do that. Otherwise, they won't look manly. Yeah. Candy yeah, yeah. Like, it's really, it's forgetting the bigger picture that like, oh, no, we just have a film to finish. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it, that's sort of that pro wrestling mentality yeah. that sort of in a way mm-hmm. negatively affected it. I mean, I'm just thinking back on like, in the 90s, you had someone like a Hulk Hogan who had like complete creative control and it mm-hmm. just created such bad vibes. And it seems like maybe that's sort of what kind of got the best of like Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Vin Diesel. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it was refreshing to see with F9 that like there was more focus being put on other people. Yeah. Justin Lin coming back and just really like, you know, writing the ship and uh, characters being able to shine. And then also John Cena coming in and looking like, I mean, I've praised him on this podcast yeah. on the last episode. We praised him on a little bonus thing Phil and I did for, you know, our family podcast for the Patrol Cinecast. Mm-hmm. We just did for Suicide Squad. Like he's just come in and just like doesn't have any sort of qualms about, you know, just being made look silly or uh, yeah. getting his ass kicked or whatever. It. Yeah, he, he leans right happily in. He's leans so good. It. And yeah. it makes the film better because yeah. it's like 
you need someone that will do anything for the film for the greater picture. That's family, not someone who's yeah, gonna like exactly be afraid to look bad and yeah, that's not how... afraid to look like a candy ass. Like yeah. in Suicide Squad, John Cena is fully in his underwear. And I feel yeah. like if Justin Lin asked, he would have done that in Absolutely. F9 as well. And, yeah. You know, like he's very he's not afraid of being like or or the idea of being quote unquote second banana, you know? Yeah. Like or humiliated or looking, silly yeah, or, or being the like, bad guy. Like I feel so like that's an issue yeah. um, a lot of wrestlers grapple with, right? Being perceived as, a, as the bad guy, and if they don't lean into yeah. it, they obviously won't have the careers that they have. Like mm-hmm. you could say that about The Rock and John Cena, but for some yeah. reason, one of them, you know, knows how to take advantage of that sort of momentum. Yeah, and another one just like you know what. Um, I mean, I get it. Like, live your life the way you're supposed to live. And now we're getting super deep about it about the stupid goddamn <laughs> car movies. But, um, but like, yeah, just freaking relax and lean into some shit. And yeah, absolutely. The the good stuff will will come through. Yeah, it's interesting because John Cena, like um, I, I mentioned on that last episode, is someone who, and it was part of the reason why I struggled to like him, would uh, kind of refuse to, between him or WWE, refusing to be a bad guy because. I guess with WWE's perspective, it was like, okay, well, he's our number one merchandise seller. John mm-hmm. Cena's perspective was he grants the most make a wish, you know, uh, yeah. wishes like in history. And he's like one of the most requested people from little kids and stuff. And he doesn't want to harm that image. And I totally respect that now, yeah, for sure. you know, from being a little bit older and like knowing like, yeah, that's way more important than like my enjoyment of John Cena being a bad guy and he can go out and separate himself from like being in the pictures and movies and stuff and just be like, okay, well like this is different that we know this is like to people who watch wrestling that might be real, but to people who are watching movie, they can say, Oh, well Mm -hmm. this is just like a movie. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of nice to see that way. Um, John Cena is doing a great job. So I I enjoy that. I would say another thing that I think uh, kind of is being done badly with this franchise is it's feeling of like it needs to one up itself all the time. Oh yeah, for you know, sure. For sure. The like fact the that it needs to outdo so itself. High. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's like I want it to be cuz we're going to like kind of get into like uh you know the last couple of questions here how we would like to see the franchise end or what we would like to see from mm-hmm. the future like yeah. obviously once the franchise is over what we'd like to see you know, in the future with like, you know, we've talked about spinoff films and sort of mm-hmm. how they can keep the brand alive, but the main timeline is done. But like, you know, I've always talked about, oh man, I really wish they could just like get back to basics, you know, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, Jackson Cars. Kind of out of control. Yeah. Yeah. Like that was one good thing about Tokyo Drift. At the end of the day, it like the score was settled yeah with a race like yeah and that's like so it's about simple a race. yeah <laughs> it's the like score was settled with yeah. a race that's how dom found out about sean uh you mm-hmm. know that was also the beginning of something began with a race and it's it's yeah. very much like i think especially with somebody like justin lynn who both understands um the roots of where this franchise came from versus where mm-hmm. it's going it's really important that he try like he he balanced those two things even though we didn't really see like a race in f9 per se 
but yeah. there was like a proverbial race against some sort of clock, you know, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, I'd love to see them go back to, to car racing and carjacking, especially I feel like a life of crime. They need to, you know, they need to some fresh blood in that area. Yeah. Um, Cause these guys are, are good guys now. <laughs> yeah. And I, I know I'm not going to get that from yeah. the main franchise. Like exactly. obviously we know it's going to end in probably some pretty insane It's going to end with a barbecue. Like, what are you talking about? It's oh, yeah. Well, it's definitely going to end with a barbecue. at Dominic's house. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Leo and Santos will both be there arguing. Yeah. Um, They're not going to, like, do a really simple yeah. send-off, though, like, for, for sure. the last film. It's going to yeah. be probably They're going to travel totally back in, in space. time. Um, Back in totally in space. <laughs> they're gonna With hijack. Dinosaurs. They're gonna hijack Tom Cruise's <laughs> next Mission Impossible film in yeah. space. Um, yeah, and be like, hey Tom, we're gonna jump in this. <laughs> He's like, no, and then yeah. they just dick around in zero gravity. It'll be great. Um, no, that's the thing. Also, I actually don't. I can't see where it's gonna end, just because yeah. it's gotten to a point where it's so ridiculously unbelievable and ridiculously unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, I don't really know where it's going to go. Like, I, I feel like nothing I say will ever sort of give it the, the respect or the, the, the same sort of insanity that it deserves. Um, yeah, definitely. So yeah, ideally I would like to be in them. That's how I want it to <laughs> Um, just pushing that agenda. Just trying to get a job. <laughs> <laughs> I know they'll have like uh, I guess more. I mean, it's too you know Universal and probably knows this is too big of a franchise. Even if yeah, it's diminished. Like you know, dwindling returns later uh, down the line, especially with spinoffs and stuff. Yeah, it's not going to be quite as big as if you have like Dom and the whole family. But you know, if you lower the budgets and yeah. just have simpler films, yeah. then you can still probably make a pretty good profit. Um, off of the spinoffs yeah so you know we'll see what they kind of do i mean obviously there's talk of like the all all women-led oh yeah fast oh, film yeah. that'd be awesome i mean I there's want so them many to characters Ragnarok it, like handed it to a quirky indie director and see what happens <laughs> yeah um, yeah give go it back support. to basics come yeah. on just cast get, like and then s- let yeah. it build up again you exactly know? exactly yeah <laughs> they said it 20 years in the future with uh young yeah. brian toretto uh, we'll <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah that'd be fun just yeah. a futuristic version mm. uh hover cars the jetsons sorry we're gonna <laughs> Jettos. i don't the, know sorry the, the jetson Rettos. um the toretto <laughs> jetson yeah before we move on we're gonna do our final rankings and then we're gonna reveal what season two has in yeah. store for the franchise mm-hmm. i just want to ask do you have like one favorite moment in the whole entire series? In the whole entire series? It has to be, and I'm not joking, um, <laughs> the way that Mike just laughed, I, it means I'm joking. No, I am not joking. Um, it's when uh, <laughs> Joe Taslim tells that white girl on Owen Shaw's team to to hit whoever's car it was, and he says in Indonesian. So I was kind of like, hell yeah, buddy. I see you. <laughs> um, or when... Um, Actually, it's an F9 because I thought it was really funny. It's definitely when uh, Robin and Tesh go into space. That's It's perfect. Yeah. It's the perfect culmination of everything. It's such a fun yeah. thing. It was done so well. 
Like yeah. when you hear like, oh, they're probably going to space. You're like, oh, for fuck's yeah, sake. So. But actually, it was really fun. And you're like, oh, okay. They're yeah. not even. What's next? Jurassic World? Universal? What's next? <laughs> um, so, yeah. That's been rumored. What are, what are your yeah. favorite um, standout moments? Yeah. So, I still absolutely love, as much as I kind of got sick of these two being shoved down your throat towards the end, uh, but one of the first fights between Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> where he oh, knocked yeah. bottoms and through the table. And it was just the way the camera flips with it. It's so goddamn funny. And oh, it was yeah. like, thank you, please, for just pulling out one of the dumbest wrestling maneuvers. I mean, although it's pretty effective if someone did that, you probably could really blow someone's wind out of them, mm-hmm. um, just slamming them on their back like that. But like, it was <laughs> really funny. Um, and then another still from the very first film, uh, ja Rule. Just, oh, um, my God. Menage. Oh, my God. Oh. Monica. Monica. Like, He's insane. Still such a funny oh moment. God. And then that whole story I pulled out from that first uh episode. Yeah, about how, like, that girl was just there. Like, yeah, just in his trailer. Just in his trailer. I'm like, <laughs> why isn't that my life? Um, yeah. yeah, that and when there was, like, Brian Spillner. Yeah, what a basic white boy name or whatever um, <laughs> yeah. said and i'm like that's so funny yeah i miss it when they're oh funny. man yeah mm-hmm. definitely well let's get into it we got our final rankings we didn't yes. do it in the last episode because we uh-huh. promised we'd do it here just to have a little bit of reflection on everything i've kind of kept my rankings i guess you can see them on the document i have but yeah. i kind of kept my rankings the same as i did the other day i think it pretty much stands that way mm-hmm. so yeah my rankings to finish this off Still number one is the original, The Fast and the Furious. It's mm-hmm. so simple, so sweet. Like just, yeah, just such a great movie. Even if it's a ripoff of Point Break, it's just so fun, so well done. Uh, it's a classic. But if we're going to get into like the later series, obviously Fast Five, it's great. Mm-hmm. Furious Seven followed oh. by that. And then F9, um, which I'm kind of struggling with because I almost feel like F9 and Furious Seven could almost flip. Because I really enjoyed F9. Yeah. It was really good. Um, And then we've got Furious 6, Fast and Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious, Tokyo Drift, and Fate of the Furious at the bottom. Undoubtedly the worst film. And it's Mm -hmm. so far removed from Tokyo Drift. It's like you could fit 25 films (laughs) in between those. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) How about you, Ariane? How Um, are you ending... Ending this season, saga. this the fast saga. So, um, I don't know if mine changed that all that much, but my mm-hmm. rankings are the Fast and the Furious, uh, the original one, and then Too Fast, Too Furious because I love that movie. Um, and then I would say Fast Five, mm-hmm. uh, F Nine, Furious Six, Furious Seven, uh, Tokyo Drift. Fast and Furious, and then Fate of the Furious. I think Tokyo Drift is a little higher on there for me just because after, like you said, after rewatching it, I was like, oh, no, this is this is kind of awesome. Like, it's yeah. dumb, but it's kind of awesome. And that's like, in essence, that's what makes the first three movies really great because yeah. they're kind of dumb, but they're awesome. But yeah, Too Fast, Too Furious still holds up for me. I really, really like that movie. So it's my top two. I, I feel like I could flip-flop uh, Tokyo Drift and Too Fast, Too Furious pretty easily. Or even, yeah, I mean, I know 
Yeah, Fast and Furious is a like the fourth film is a weird one, but I do like a heist. And I think that's why that scores so well for me, because mm-hmm. it's like kind of a, it's middle of the road, but it's kind of a fun film to kind of get back to basics in certain in a mm-hmm. certain way, but also gear themselves up for something much bigger to come down the line. Yeah. But yeah, that's it. That's our rankings as it stands. Yeah. We didn't rank the side missions, but as I said on the Hobbs and Shaw episode, I did enjoy uh, better luck tomorrow. I adore, yeah. I adore better <laughs> luck tomorrow. I probably yeah. like uh, Fast and Furious Spy Racers better than I like Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> um, just because yeah. I like cartoons and I'm a child. Um, and yeah, that's where they stand. Final rankings, better luck tomorrow is number one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's such a good film. I, I did like, I was going to say I did like how watching Tokyo Drift again gave me a lot of vibes of Better Luck Tomorrow. You could tell it was very soon after. Yeah. And it had the same sort of, I guess because maybe it was a high school film and stuff and it was more from a younger standpoint. Yeah. But just the way he edited the film and yeah, the shots and the vibe and everything felt a lot like Better Luck Tomorrow. Kind of a, it had a melancholy to it, you know, like yeah, at times. Yeah, for sure. For so, sure. No, definitely. I think the only thing that doesn't work for it is, you know, like Lucas, uh, what's his face being kind of yeah, like old Black looking. Yeah, Lucas is a weird one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to that guy. He has some weird looking nipples in that scene where he goes into oh, the sauna. Oh, God. <laughs> Not the nipples. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's officially the close for mm-hmm. now. We will come back to these fast films when they come out. Um, but that is the close for now to season one. We are closing the book and we are going to open up the next chapter for season two. It's going to start from Monday, the 4th of October, fingers crossed, uh, just in time for Halloween. And as we've been kind of sneakily, you know, hinting at through the last couple of episodes, it's going to be something spooky. Of course, it's mm-hmm. tis the season, you know, the um, we've kind season. of drop some references to being what returning from the dead resurrected being undead uh we've talked a lot about the walking dead my undying love for daryl dixon Um. (laughs) so that means in season two you can expect us to be talking about a sort of franchise Mm -hmm. that's sort of all mixed up and we're kind of creating our own little franchise out of it. Uh, It's one of these things that not a lot of people talk about and that's something we want to do with this uh, show is try to highlight some, you know, franchises that people aren't always talking about. Uh, Fast and Furious is kind of the middle of the road there. It feels like a lot of people know it, but you don't see a lot of podcasts talking about it all the time. So it's dumb. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) True. (laughs) So we're going to be talking about the OG. We've been talking about it's zombies. We're talking the OG zombie film. It's the 1968 Night of the Living Dead by George A. Romero, Mm -hmm. followed by Romero's sequel. So we have 1978's Dawn of the Dead. Mm -hmm. We're going to have a side mission with the remake of Dawn of the Dead. Which I really like. Phil's joining us. Yeah, Phil of the Dead. And it's Phil of the Dead, basically, because yeah. that is his side mission. We're each going to pick a side mission. Then we'll have 1985's Day of the Dead. Mm. We'll have another side mission, which will be either mine or Ariane's. Yep. And you'll have to see what they are when mm. they come. To be announced. And then we're going to get into a little bit of controversy. There is some controversy with the Night of the Living Dead series, which means we're going to start talking about John Russo's The 1985 Return of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. And... 
its two official sequels. sequels. We can call them that. We're not going to talk about Return of the Living Dead 4 and 5. Yeah. Because uh, we don't really want to. How many times uh, <laughs> did they need to return? What is this, a library book? God damn. After we're done with that, we're going to have another side mission, a mystery film, which will be named later. And then we're going to come back to Romero. Mm-hmm. His final three of the dead films, Land of the Dead, Diary of the Dead, and Survival of the Dead. Yeah. And that's going to be season two. Mm-hmm. A big zombie spectacular. It's going to be a lot of fun. Lots I can't of wait dead. to get through all these films. Yeah. There's so much political like background sort of like, you know, reasonings for Romero doing these films. Mm-hmm. It's like, I really like that about these films. Plus they're the OG. It yeah. started the whole thing. We love yeah. zombies. Yeah. Uh, the Walking Dead wouldn't exist without the Night of the Living Dead. For sure. Oh my goodness. So, I mean, any zombie film would Any really, zombie media, really. Yeah. Like they, they, he created You can the tell rules. which ones are good <laughs> based off of how they sort of honor um, Romero's work, I think, anyway. Which yeah. is obviously a super pretentious take, but you can see no, the ones I mean, that fall apart really, really quickly. Um, absolutely. If they don't know yeah. where they're coming from. There's quite a good few zombie uh, franchises, obviously, out there as well that sure. um, we would like to cover one day. But we felt like we can't do a zombie franchise without doing the original. Yeah, so sure. it's kind of a franchise. It's kind of not. But we're creating our own rules, like we said. So, mm-hmm. hey, it's going to be fun. I can't mm-hmm. wait, especially in that middle pack. We're going to have some some of the dumbest films ever made yeah. with the Return of the Eleven Dead films. And that's what we're good at, right? The dumbest yeah. films ever made. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Season one. <laughs> Can't wait for this. So, as we said, that's coming. Season two is coming. Oh, yeah. Dropping out in October 2021. Mm-hmm. But this is us wrapping up. I'm Jonathan Foster. That's Ariane Nantaputri. Hello. This has been fun. It's been fun. Uh, we have had a blast talking about the fast and furious films but we'll be back in a what a few weeks i guess God, yeah september is almost here um so as always you can follow us at breadcrumbs pod on twitter and instagram and learn more about the breadcrumbs collective at breadcrumbscollective.com mm-hmm. and yeah feel free to reach out and let us know what you think about the show as always if you like what you hear please subscribe on your favorite podcast app and leave a rating and review over on apple Podcasts. it really helps us out and we would love to you know keep growing keep doing this show we would love to hear what you think about season one so we can gear up for season two um and let us know what you want to hear um like what you know um in season two future franchises yeah yeah. Let us know what you think the uh, zombie films, the you know the secret ones, the side yeah. missions. Which ones? What do you are think your we'll do? favorite zombie films? Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, know. let us know. And uh, yeah, it's a good time to because season one's done. All the films are together. Fast Nine is still kind of around in theaters. You can just tell your friends, hey, there's a whole podcast dedicated yeah. to the Fast and Furious franchise, and we got pretty in depth with it. Uh, so I think. It's a good place to come, you know, listen to us just talk shit about franchises. So stay tuned for season two dropping October 2021. I just want to thank everyone for listening who has listened so far and who is going to listen in the future. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for sticking with us. Uh... Absolutely. Well, that's it for now. We'll see you guys 
Noctober. See you later. Bye. We're coming to get you, Barbara. <sighs> yeah, that was my horrible zombie noise. All right, all right. Bye for now. <laughs> this podcast is presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, home of the Pod Charles Cinecast, Caged In Coppola Connections, A Drip Town Limery, Maine, Franchised, and many more to come. Our shows are all presented ad-free and made possible by listeners like you. Please support our shows by subscribing, leaving ratings and reviews, and becoming patrons at patreon.com. If you'd like to learn more about Breadcrumbs, head over to breadcrumbscollective.com. Breadcrumbs. It's more than a podcast network. It's family.